0: It's Thursday, August 31st, 2017, and welcome to episode 204 of Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm Tom Grissom. Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers, the show about teaching and learning with technology. I'm in a bit of a reflective mood today as the Tech Talk for Teachers podcast has hit a major milestone. This episode, I want to reflect upon why I chose to start the Tech Talk for Teachers podcast and be sure to listen to the entire show as I also discuss why recorded audio is such an important tool for any teacher's toolbox. Today marks the completion of 10 years of consecutive monthly podcasting for Tech Talk for Teachers. On August 31st, 2007, I set the goal of producing at least one episode of Tech Talk for Teachers podcast each month. I am proud to say we have now met that goal for 10 complete years and counting. That makes Tech Talk for Teachers the longest consecutive running podcast at Eastern Illinois University. I want to thank the many guests that have volunteered to be on the show over the years. I will not start naming names as I do not want to leave anyone out, but I want to thank each and every guest for taking the time out of their busy schedules to record a show with me. The great thing about podcasts is that they are archived and you can go back through the old show notes and find guests and topics of interest. I began Tech Talk for Teachers podcast out of a frustration that many professional development events use a one and done approach. Podcast offered a way to continually renew content at a time and place convenient for the listener. For the first episode of Tech Talk for Teachers, I had just finished teaching a graduate level course and I wanted the information presented that summer to continue to flow throughout the year as it was put to practical use in the classroom. Back then, new Web 2.0 technologies were just beginning to appear on the scene, and many educators saw the potential for teaching and learning. Audio podcasting was new and a bit easier to do than video production. Podcasting offered a way to broadcast specific news and information to listeners in an easy-to-consume format, so they would always be updated with the latest and greatest. And so Tech Talk for Teachers was born 10 years ago today on this date. I thought it would be fun to take a listen to the very first episode that introduced Tech Talk for Teachers to the world 10 years ago. It is relatively short, a little over three minutes, so here it is. Hello everyone and welcome to the inaugural show of Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Tom Grissom. Tech Talk for Teachers is a show dedicated to the improvement of teaching and learning through the appropriate use of educational technologies. This show is created for busy educators wanting to keep up with the latest advances in educational technologies and their practical applications for teachers and their students. We will have a little something for everyone from kindergarten teachers to university professors in upcoming episodes so please stay tuned. This summer I taught a graduate level emerging technologies course for area teachers and had a great experience. At the end of the course, several of the teachers asked how they could keep up with the changes that are occurring in the edtech world. Of course, many of the Web 2.0 technologies we covered in class offered an answer. Reading blogs and wikis and listening to podcasts are great ways to keep up with the rapidly changing world of educational technology. The problem is that there is so much out there. Much of it is very good, but much of it is not. Separating the wheat from the chaff can be a full-time job. The Tech Talk for Teachers netcast series is an attempt to fill this void so that area educators interested in learning more about educational technologies can learn more about how they can be used in the classrooms today. If you're lost with some of the terms like web 2.0, blogs, wikis, podcasts, then fear not because you're in the right place. This show will introduce you to a whole new world of educational technologies that will benefit you and your students. In future shows we will explore the possibilities as well as point out some of the downsides and barriers to using technology in the classroom. One of the features I would like to start as a tradition of this show is a technology pick of the week that will be recommended for you to check out to see if it's something that you may find useful. This week I would like to recommend the website netlingo.com. With the prevalence of text messaging today it's difficult to keep up with the new lingo. Netlingo.com is an online dictionary of terms that I think you will find very helpful in deciphering some of the cryptic messages we sometimes receive in email from our students. The website is www.netlingo.com and a link is provided in our show notes. How this show evolves is up to you. We want to produce a show that has a lot of relevant content for teachers that will be beneficial to you and your students. Many technology projects start out with a big bang and then gradually fade to obscurity. If you look at the many podcasts created over the past three years, only a few have survived past the novelty stage. The fate of this show depends upon its effectiveness and its ability to make a difference in the lives of educators and their students. As we begin this journey, I will be experimenting with various formats to see what is most effective. This show is about sharing experiences and best practices, so let me know what you are interested in or about how you have been using edtech in your classrooms. Send me an email with your questions, comments, or ideas to techtalk at eiu.edu. The show notes for this episode are available at techtalkforteachers.blogspot.com. That's techtalk, the number four, teachers, dot Well, that about wraps us up for this episode. Until next time, this is your host, Tom Grissom. Keep on learning. Episode 1 was produced August thirty-first, two 2007. Okay, so there you go. Episode 1, the show that started it all, 10 years ago today. Just seems like yesterday. Since that time, we have witnessed many technologies come and go. There have been many bandwagons that educators have jumped on and off since that time. The archives of Tech Talk for Teachers reads like a who's who in educational technologies over the past decade. Our technology picks of the week chronicle the evolution of Web 2.0 technologies and cloud computing. We were there as the rise of personal learning networks developed with Twitter and Facebook that expanded the reach of the average classroom teacher. We watched as waves of new technologies like cloud computing, netbooks, smartboards, clickers, iPads, Chromebooks, smartphones, and new 2-in-1 hybrid devices with touchscreens and digital ink were introduced for classroom use. In the early days we had a knack for picking startup companies that would eventually be bought out by other tech titans like Google, Microsoft, and Apple. Many of the technologies being introduced were in the startup phase and free. These were the wild wild west days of Web 2.0. Free services offered had the eventual cost of turning into a fee-based service or closing down completely. Many apps and services used a freemium model backed by advertising or came with conditions that tracked online habits and or the use of data in ways that are of concern for many privacy advocates. The phrase, if you're not paying for it, you are the product, is tossed about by many and is a reminder that there is a cost for free. I'll provide a couple of links in the show notes about the origins of this phrase. As educators, we still struggle with this concept and its trade-offs today. And we must always remember, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Why an audio podcast? Long before podcasting burst onto the scene in the mid-2000s, educators had been using audio in the classroom for over a century. As soon as radio was invented in 1895 by Marconi in Italy, educators saw promise and many educational uses began to appear in the early 1900s. Franklin Roosevelt used fireside chats in the 1930s and 40s before television to keep Americans informed of national concerns. Television rose to challenge radio in the 50s and 60s, but radio still held on. When the internet went public in the 1990s, many radio stations began to move online and were streamed as internet radio. Podcasting came along as just another evolution of audio delivery. But, podcasting was a delivery method that lowered the production bar so that anyone could be a broadcaster. That was the real revolution that was occurring. In December of 2006, Time Magazine named quote-unquote you as a person of the year. You control the information age. Welcome to your world. I will have a link in the show notes to the Time article. With Web 2.0 technologies like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, the average user now had the capability of producing and disseminating content with never-before-ease. Today, anyone can record an audio show and have it posted to the internet in minutes, to a worldwide audience, no radio license required. The catch is having something worthy to say. The technology hurdles have been greatly lowered so that nearly anyone with something to say can do it. As with many educational technologies, podcasting has waxed and waned in popularity over the years. Today, podcasts are experiencing a resurgence in popularity thanks in part to popular shows like the Serial Podcast, produced by NPR. iPods and MP3 players have been replaced by the ubiquitous smartphone that nearly every college student has in their pocket that makes our students potential listeners of educational content to improve their lives, but more importantly, it also gives students the power to produce their own content. What is it about audio that draws us in? I think Earl Nightingale, a radio personality from the 20th century, describes the educational value of audio best. Nightingale was famous for his radio editorials about business success, motivation, and the human spirit. He produced quote unquote spoken word records in the 1950s and later cassette tapes of his programs. Here is a great analogy that Nightingale makes. It is a bit dated from the last century, but it clearly describes the benefits and limitations of learning by listening. He said listening to a recorded audio for learning is like listening to a spinning record player. Every now and then our mind wanders off and it attends to something that was just said. We tune out for the rest of the ongoing message as we process our thoughts. It is like lifting the tone arm of the record player The record continues spinning, but we hear nothing as we think about the idea that popped into our head. We tune the speaker out until our mind can focus again on the content. In the meantime, we lost everything the speaker said while we were pondering. That is why we must listen, or I will add read or watch, something several times as we learn. As any elementary teacher will tell you, repetition is the mother of all learning each time we listen to an audio message we pick up on something new that we previously missed due to our wandering mind as Earl Nightingale says that is why you have to listen to something several times to hear it for the first time let me say that again that is why you have to listen to something several times to hear it for the first time I think we teachers need to always keep that statement in mind as we teach our students anything new for the first time. Learning takes time. Recorded audio, whether it be an LP record, cassette tape, eight-track tape, CD, or more modern MP3, has the benefit of being paused, rewound, and listened to many times. This repetition is beneficial to the learner as each time the message is played back, the student can focus on content that was missed the first time. This realization gives one pause when we think about the thousands of ephemeral lectures that are given in the fleeting time of a class period every day. Face-to-face teaching is not necessarily the gold standard for teaching that so many make it out to be. The human voice also transmits emotion in a way the written word cannot. Even though recorded audio is a one-way medium, it can still be used to build relationships over time. This simple observation has consequences for the way we design learning experiences for our students. This is why I use recorded audio as just one part of a content delivery strategy for instructing students. Is it the best way? Certainly not, as teaching requires a variety of methods and media to be effective over the long haul. However, with today's technology, we can layer in additional asynchronous discussion groups real-time chats, and shared collaborative note-taking to help build upon a recorded message. I often get asked, what is the best way to teach? To which I answer, there are many. Everyone is looking for a silver bullet, an easy answer to solve the world's complex problems. Many look to technology as part of the easy answer, but many confuse means with ends. So many use technology for technology's sake. This will never work as good teaching takes a solid grounding with sound pedagogical practices in order to be effective. Teacher educators have long discussed the multiple benefits of mixing visual, auditory, and kinesthetic learning experiences for our students. This is why I created the ITC Launchpad for the main Instructional Technology Center website located at eiu.edu/itc. There you will find links to the Tech Talk for Teachers audio podcast, ITC TechShare YouTube video channel, OneNote notebooks, and links to blog and journal postings. This fits nicely with the universal design for learning philosophy of having mixed media, choices, and different experiences available to the learner for any given lesson. Another reason I favor audio as a choice for content delivery is that it is a natural way we humans learn. Listening is one of the most effective and effortless ways we have of obtaining information. Storytelling is as old as cave men and cave women sitting around campfires, hashing out the day's events. We also learn to read by listening. When we read, there is a bit of a mechanical process that takes place in our brains that is absent while we listen. This coding and decoding takes effort, and reading or watching also requires our attention. We are limited to dedicated single task for those media, and that takes time away from other things. Recorded audio can also be listened to anytime, in anywhere, and any place, while commuting, exercising, doing the chores, or just relaxing. Commuting is a prime time for listening to podcasts for many individuals. Many suggest the perfect length for a podcast is about 20 minutes. That is the time it takes for the average commute in the U.S. Zig Ziglar had a name for this type of learning while commuting. He called it Automobile University. That is the beauty of audio. It can be listened to while we do other things. These are just a few of the reasons I am a fan of audio podcasting and why I began Tech Talk for Teachers 10 years ago today. My technology pick of the week this week is an article from the website Edudemic about the history and evolution of educational technologies. The article stops in the year 2010 with the iPad, but we can easily add Chromebooks and two-in-one hybrid devices with digital ink to the list since that time. I'll leave a link in the show notes if you want to learn more. This article highlights much of what I have communicated about educational technologies over the years. While it often seems a new advent of technology changes everything, it really is often just an evolution of previous technological advancements. Every now and then, a new technology promises to change the world as we know it. One can make an argument for a variety of technologies. When podcasts burst onto the scene, many were predicting revolutionary changes for education. It's been over a decade since the invention of podcast yet few educators have incorporated them into their daily classroom on a wide scale. Going forward, virtual reality and mixed reality will have potential to change the way we deliver education in ways that were previously impossible. This technology, however, did not develop in a vacuum, And there will also be growing pains as VR and MR are developed into viable products that can benefit the education sector. This is a space that I'm keeping a close eye on, and I'm sure I'll be sharing new developments in upcoming episodes. wraps it up for tech talk for teachers i want to say a big thank you to all of you that have listened to the tech talk for Teachers show over the years whether this is your first episode or if you're a longtime listener thank you it is the audience that keeps this show going and the reason for its existence for show notes please visit eiu.edu itc and click on the tech talk for teachers link until next time this is tom grissom keep on learning